In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I wonder, as you tuck into your turkey, goose, beef, whatever it is that you'll be eating later on, maybe not roast, if you'll ponder, what is Christmas all about? It is about celebrating the fact that God loved this world so much that he broke into it sending himself in his son. And it really did happen on that very first Christmas. We see some of the events in the gospel. The need to register for the latest census of Caesar Augustus. So pregnant Mary and her fiancé Joseph travelled to Bethlehem. We have no idea how they got there. There's no mention of a donkey or a camel. But we know that the baby Jesus is born there and is wrapped in swaddling cloths and laid in a manger. Cue huge number of angels praising God and announcing the birth of a saviour to the shepherds in their fields. Commander John Sutherland is a police officer in London and he's a Christian. And he's written quite a funny post on his blog where he imagines himself being a constable at Bethlehem Police Department and how he might have described the events of that evening. He begins his report on day five of Operation Census and notes that a substantial number of migrants have arrived in the past week resulting in large crowds. At 4.30pm officers receive a call for a civil dispute at a Judea travel lodge where there are no rooms left. At 6.30pm, he says, officers report multiple calls to disturbance on hillside a mile outside town, including reports of strobe lighting and loud music. There, initial suspicions were that an illegal rave was in progress. On arrival, they're met by a group of shepherds and a large number of sheep. His handover note states, the shepherds claim to be visited by an angelic choir and that the Sheep were useless witnesses. His take on the Bible story ends with child protection being called in after reports of a boy being cared by an unmarried teenage mother in wholly unsuitable circumstances, apparently in a stable, surrounded by livestock and with no heating or running water. That police report, by the way, isn't real. But the events of Christmas are... And on that most wonderful of nights, heaven broke into earth. This was a night of glory and terror, pain, majesty, awe, all focusing on the Son of God in human form, taking his first breath, crying his first cry as he comes in his mission to save his people. Our epistle reading from Titus put it, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all people. How easy it is to rush through the Christmas experience. How easy it is when we're busy on the way up to Christmas. The cards writing, the decorations, the presents, the buy, wrap. And as my children very quickly did this this morning, unwrap. And then we move to the next thing where the food and the panic in the kitchen starts. Food, food, and more food. 
and yet be left with sweet sentiments but no real worship in our hearts. So this morning, let's not rush. Let's stop and let the truth of Christmas sink deep, deep into our souls. God came down at Christmas. He has appeared. And now we don't have to worry about what God looks like. We see it as we look at Jesus. He has always been there, of course. But now we get to see him and hear him and best of all receive the gift he came to bring to every person who has ever lived. I wonder, have you ever watched any of the two series of Planet Earth? I love them. I'm gobsmacked at the beauty and the connectedness of our creation, its complexity, its beauty, its intricacy. Well, the God who made that world was born as a baby. Try to wrap your head around the fact that as Mary held that little baby, that baby was holding every cell in Mary's body together. The infinite, all-powerful, all-knowing Son of God took on human nature, finite, limited in power, limited in knowledge, limited in space and time. That is what God has done for us. It blows our mind as we stop to think of it. But God began as a fetus in the womb of an unmarried peasant girl, the creator king of the universe, not in a palace, but would spend most of his life laboring unrecognized as a poor carpenter in an insignificant Middle Eastern town, Nazareth. What good could ever come from Nazareth? Listen to a theologian, Tim Keller, as he says. He says, there is nothing illogical about miracles if a creator God exists. If a God exists who's big enough to create the universe in all its complexity and vastness, why should a mere miracle be such a mental stretch? To prove the miracles could not happen, you would have to know beyond a doubt that God does not exist. But that is not something anyone can prove. Titus 2 again. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. It's ironic, isn't it? That the commercial version of Christmas misses the whole point of that which it celebrates. Be good and you'll get things we are told. Or the latest Tesco advert that drives me crazy. There's no one on the naughty list this year. And so we have Elf on the Shelf, who hides in your home to spy on you so he can let Santa know who's naughty or nice. Be good and you'll get good things. And one of the most annoying Christmas songs has to be, Santa Claus is coming to town. Don't worry, I'm not going to sing it this morning. But you know how it goes. And when you're thinking about it, it's a little bit creepy. He sees when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. In other words, be good and you'll get good things. You cannot get further from the Christmas story than that. The good news that the angels got so excited about was that God's gift was given to the worst people. Christmas has never been about the best people getting the best gifts. 
our grandchildren. My children need to hear that. They need to know that it's not up to them. We need to hear that it's not up to us. That God's love isn't dependent on our performance. Christmas can get very stressful. We want to get the presents just right. We want to get the food just right. We want to get the decorations just right. And we must do it all on time while being incredibly smiley and cheerful to everyone because no one wants to be a Scrooge. The pressure to perform is huge. And even when we try our best, everything can end up being a bit of a letdown. That's when we need to remember that the only performance that matters eternally was the performance of that baby boy. Born into this broken world to take away our sin. The good news of Christmas is exactly that we aren't good enough. But that God, still in his grace, gave us all that we need. Jesus purchased human forgiveness for every sin you will commit by his death on the cross. And will we remember as we eat bread and drink wine together in a few moments that his love is not based on whether we've been bad or good? Let me just clear that up for you. We haven't been good. We are not good. We have all turned our backs on our creator God. We've all turned our backs on the source of life. And so what we deserve is spiritual death. But we don't have to get what we deserve. By the grace of God, on offer to us now is forgiveness and adoption into his family. God has come to give the best gift to the worst people. And that is our hope as we wait for Jesus to appear again. The grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. For many, Christmas can be a hard time. Particularly this year, it will be a very difficult time. Maybe there will be an empty seat at your table. Maybe you will cry today as you're not able to join with your family or as you struggle to Zoom or Skype or FaceTime. Possibly there's cancer or a broken relationship. Remember this Christmas. The great story of God who came to rescue us. It is for everyone. Jesus was born as a baby to know pain and to sympathize with our weaknesses. Jesus was made to be like us so that in his resurrection we could be like him. Free from the fear of death and the pain of loss, that, that is what Christmas is all about. Let us pray. Holy Jesus, God in human flesh, being born one of us and lying humbly in a manger, you show how much God loves the world Let the light of your love always shine in our hearts, that we may know ourselves as sinners and repent and turn to you, and know that in you 
we will reach our home in heaven and see you on your throne of glory. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.